From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Service trips and volunteerism have become popular options for vacation breaks. And here to talk about a recent trip to coal country is Greg Siwinski, a certified industrial hygienist and an adjunct instructor of family medicine who works in the Occupational Health Clinical Center at Upstate. Thanks for coming to HealthLink on Air. Hi, good morning. So you spent spring break, essentially, with two van loads of teens and chaperones from Syracuse traveling to West Virginia, and you were there for a week or so? Right. Um, can you tell us about the project? How was this arranged? Yeah, it was really uh, sort of came to uh, being through our church, uh, the Universalist um, uh, Church here in uh, Syracuse, and it was organized uh, by the uh, headquarters in Boston. This is a long-term uh, established uh, society uh, and it's really this trip was around social justice issues and we try to bring our teens into some sort of uh, awareness of the world around them and um, that's really the purpose of going to uh, West Virginia um, very unique area of the country so why did you decide that you wanted to spend your time doing this well uh, first off I wasn't so excited uh, I think of other places to go <laughs> I'd, uh, on a week but uh, First off, you know, I, I really felt protective of my teen daughter, who happens to be from China, and also she's part of the gay community. And I thought, you know, going to West Virginia, of what I've heard and, uh, you know, my, my impressions, I think I should tag along just for being a concerned parent. But as time went on, I realized um, I was going to an area that is uh, full of historic issues around my profession. I mean, I've read many history books about uh, occupational disease uh, in the United States, and West Virginia uh, is mentioned many, many times. So, this is the Appalachian region, right? Oh yeah, it's uh, you know the mountainous uh, area, Kentucky, West Virginia, Virginia. It's um, coal country. Uh, it's West Virginia mountaineers, um, six, seven generations of uh, coal miners. Um, it really has it all in terms of um, occupational disease and exploitation, I hate to say it. And you'd never been in that region before? No, never. Um, okay. hmm. So what did you do while you were there? What was what the time? Well, we made with? some connections with the local the UU um, church as a base, but then we actually lived for five days in a holler. Now, a holler is a... A hollow between two mountains, and this particular holler um, was a uh, coal mine up at the head of the holler. Um, and it is a pretty backwater, isolated area, a no cell connection. Uh, they have electricity and running water, um, but it's really in the heart of the mountains. And we stayed with this um, group, and I think of it as a community labor. Um, support group is a Southern Appalachian Labor School that has been around for 40 years trying to help community uh, and workers in the region uh, on many different aspects of life. So while you were there, um, did you see any similarities between West Virginia and upstate New York? You know, not initially, but on the way home, um, I really made those connections. Um, you know, the extraction industry, things like gas, oil, mining, timber, have a sort of a unique relationship with the earth and with, um, I guess, management who uh, profits off of these industries. And it's, it's really an example of extreme um, 
exploitation of people doing very hard, dangerous work. And we have that in upstate New York. Um, for example, 80 miles north of here, uh, there are talc, lead, and zinc mines uh, where men and women go below the earth to uh, make a living. Um, there's also poverty um, in upstate New York. Um, so there were a lot of connections. Do the workers there who are, as you describe, being exploited, do they know that? Oh, yeah. Do they recognize that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why uh, they fought so long and hard to uh, become unionized. You know, back in the uh, 30s and 40s, I mean, there was um, serious, serious conflict on their right to organize a union to better their work conditions. Um, they're very aware of that. Uh, but people ask, well, why do they still go under, uh, in the hole, as they say, in the, uh, in the mine? Um, well, where else can they make sixty, seventy thousand dollars um, $70,000 in this area, right? And the options are pretty slim. Uh, so it really comes down to economics. Did anything surprise you while you were there? Yeah, it did. Um, first off, a lot of strangers passing by in a, a car coming down the lane would wave to you. And I, I thought, when I first saw this, with New York plates, uh, the last thing they would do is wave. But there are a lot of friendly people there. Um, and, you know, they didn't judge us um, as many people do these days. Um, and you really had to get to know them to appreciate their background, their culture, their history. Um, so that was really um, um, delightful. Well, I've got some more questions, but let me remind listeners, this is Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with Greg Siwinski from Upstate's Occupational Health Clinical Center uh, about a trip recently to um, Appalachia. Um, so a good part of this trip was intended to sort of look at the struggles of coal miners. Um, did you learn anything in that regard that you weren't already aware of by virtue of your job? Yeah, well, uh, you know, having read uh, about uh, coal-related lung disease and, and other occupational hazards in my uh, career, uh, I saw it firsthand. Um, I was able to strike up some conversations with uh, miners who were struggling with um, serious respiratory disease from their work in the mines. Um, you know, fairly disabled, uh, talked to widows whose husbands died in their 50s, and um, it's a very real issue. Um, and I guess what uh, connects me directly to this, um, we saw, Arc Center saw the very first coal miner back in November, uh, because New York State really doesn't have any coal mines. This fellow was uh, relocated here, and he came to us with a um, very advanced form of coal-related lung disease. And I met with him in the exam room and talked to him about the details of how he got uh, so sick. And he described uh, working conditions in the mines these days are um, highly profit-motivated. And run the coal means you extract coal at all costs. And what that meant is they're running um, machines under the uh, earth uh, without using dust suppression uh, systems like water, and they're going after thinner seam coals, uh, coal seams uh, that are generating uh, rock dust, which has silica in it. This fellow was about 35, and um, he had a um, subacute disease and his uh, prognosis is not so good. So there's 
protective measures that could be taken that aren't being. Right. I mean, there are ways to uh, keep people uh, safer under, underground, uh, but the coal industry has quite a record of uh, trying to defeat that. Um, back in the 90s, the coal industry was caught uh, cheating on air samples, actually removing the dust out of the uh, special cassettes mm -hmm. that they're sent to the lab to analyze. Uh, for the reason to uh, basically hide their conditions because they weren't following the uh, protective uh, issues. Um, just a few years ago, uh, 29 miners died in an underground coal blast because of management's total disregard of safety uh, uh, for those miners. Um, now, you work in occupational health here at Upstate. Can you describe a little bit about what that department offers and yeah, uh, well, it's pretty. Uh, our system of these uh, centers throughout New York State is totally unique in the United States. We are publicly funded. There are 11 throughout New York State. I work at three of them and up through um, Central New York. And our only goal and focus is to diagnose and treat occupational disease, lung disease, all the other uh, uh, neurological diseases, that occur from uh, chemicals used at work, or radiation, or, or hearing loss, uh, um, and it's a very—it's uh, actually very rare for an individual like me to be working at one of these uh, clinical centers. Uh, I'm the environmental work scientist to sort of help the clinicians put the pieces of the puzzle together about the patient we're seeing. So, in addition, industrial uh, certified industrial hygienists such as yourself, but there's physicians. Um, oh yeah, we're uh, fully staffed: uh, nurse practitioners and nurses, and social worker, which is also a unique uh, position, uh, because once you get sick from work, uh, most times you can't work, and life begins to fall apart on you. And so, uh, there are uh, benefits like workers' compensation, but very difficult to get these awards. Um, and as these lives unravel social worker is a really important part of the puzzle. I imagine. Did you, um, thinking about your, your role here at Upstate, did you learn anything or come away with any impressions from West Virginia um, that would inform your, your work at Upstate in some way? Well, it really confirmed that uh, uh, working class people um, have a tough go in life, um, be it employment or disease, um, health care, for example. Um, it's, it's really related to everywhere, I think, perhaps in the world. Um, and, you know, try to uh, prevent disease uh, is really the key, and that's my role, but very challenging to do that. I mean, we always think about, you know, an uh, ounce of prevention is worth a million dollars in cure. Um, that still hasn't sunk in with uh, a lot of people um, in power. Um, the other connection I made is the, um, you know, the race uh, 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 cultural divide um, that I thought was in West Virginia um, wasn't so great uh, as I thought, um, although it's still there. Um, there were black miners involved in this, and we saw many uh, African-American people um, in West Virginia. That surprised me. Um, but we also see those racial divides here uh, in upstate New York. And along those divides, there's an economic uh, division, um, a, a very similar pattern. So some of the stereotypes aren't accurate? Yeah, uh, uh, that's true. You know, I went down there, I watched a lot of YouTube videos of Appalachian people, and uh, when I got there, it was, um, well, that, um, that was not so accurate. And it was a real pleasure to 
interact with some of these folks. Um, and um, I'll take away that um, from this trip. Did you go into a coal mine? or? Oh, yeah, we went to a tourist uh, coal mine. Uh, oh. It's all uh, staged and uh, very nice. And it's an enjoyable trip. Um, but it, not the reality of uh, being in an active mine. So mountaintop uh, strip mining is a, uh, a quite a um, man-made event is where very large machines and lots of dynamite um, blow off the tops of mountains, literally, to extract coal without sending men into a mine. Um, and they can do this uh, with less manpower, and I suppose it's cheaper. Um, when you visit this site, uh, it looks like a moonscape. Um, there's not much growing. Um, the soil is um, just not conducive to grow anything. So we went to a reclamation site um, near the Kentucky border that was trying to grow pigs, chickens, and goats on this uh, plot of land. And also they were trying to grow lavender because lavender lights very lousy rocky soil. <laughs> and what I saw was um, sort of a, an experiment that I'm not so comfortable it's really going to succeed. Um, but it was good for the teens and for us to uh, see uh, the consequences of, I think, um, 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 poor decisions. How did the teens process all of this? Well, being 15s and 16 years, years old, you know, it takes a while for them to, uh, I think, really have it sink in. I mean, they were um, shocked at some points, uh, you know, listening to the local language and dialect. Um, and the music uh, wasn't quite appealing to them. Um, but uh, I'm hopeful that uh, they're still processing this. Well, thank you so much for being willing to share your experiences. Um, my guest has been Greg Siwinski. He's a certified industrial hygienist and an instructor of family medicine who works in the Occupational Health Clinical Center at Upstate. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air. <laughs>